Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrown.com. I can't do it. I'm trying. <laughs> I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here from the land down under, you know, the one infested with snakes, spiders, and uh, hoppy mammals. And drop bears. Drop bears, yes, yeah, <laughs> drop bears. Mm-hmm. Do you, you have honey badges out there? No, we don't right, have honey right. badges. We do have um, what they call a quoll, and it's nah, it's nah, not... bro. You're just making up fucking animals now. <laughs> I'm not. That's what you, just, like. you make these stories quoll. up about these horrific animals, so nobody goes to Australia, and you get to keep it all to yourselves, man. You think we don't know, bro? We are onto you. A quoll. Can you, what can the you quoll? blame me? Like, can you Fuck. blame me, bro? Have you seen our beaches? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's just too far away. You, know, you don't need to make everybody scared, mate. It's just nobody's traveling 24 hours to get to a place. It's not happening. <laughs> well, you know, pe- people travel from here up to where you are and, you know. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And you don't yeah. want to come here. Yeah. Well- <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Marge. How's it going, Marge? That's right. I'm doing great. Everyone's favorite Everyone's favorite Canuck, that's what I was going to say. But you can and say that now. TG is in here today, so you can say that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> no one's gonna argue with. Otherwise, TG is gonna be like, "What? What did you say?" <laughs> I'm everyone's favorite Canuck. <laughs> but favorite Canuck and host of Bite Me, the show about edibles. So there's that too. Nice, nice. How's yeah. things going with the podcast? Things going well? Yes, it is. It's going very well. Sweet. And the book, man. Well, how's the book? Good. Yes, actually, the journal available on Amazon worldwide is doing quite well. If you're nice. looking, you know, keep track of your edibles experience. That's the way to do it. So professional. Nice. Yes, you always yes. make us look good, Marge. Every week, you always make us <laughs> that, look well, good. Well, that's why you invited me on. So indeed, you're indeed. welcome. Please keep us on track, Marge. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Monkey. How's it going, Monkey? Oh, going fine, monkey down here in the southeast U.S. And Marge, I have to say that today you are my favorite Canadian on this show. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, it's a pretty easy decision there, but you know what I'm saying. Now. <laughs> well, you're no. always my favorite Canadian, Marge. Uh. No offense, TG. You know we love you, TG, but you know we love Marge more. Just saying. Just saying. Ooh, that was serious. I was trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm savage. Sorry, sorry. You're definitely. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, and who else? Yeah, and we have Monkey. You, Monkey, you said hello there, didn't you? I, I think I did. I just told Marge she was my favorite Canadian today, and Monkey down here that's in the right. southeast U.S. That's right. That's short-term memory problems. So like that scene from <laughs> Half Baked, you know, when they do 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 marijuana affects the memory. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, let me but, get a little bit more marijuana and affect my memory, then. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so as I briefly mentioned there, TG can't join us again this week. He's busy, busy with, you know, family things, things that he has to do in real life and stuff. But hopefully he'll be back next week. We'll keep you all informed. So it's you just, mean, sorry. You mean we have real lives? We have lives? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just me who sits here in front of the PC for the, like, the whole week, just waiting for the show <laughs> to happen again. That is Mackie's like, you know, just, just, uh, just waiting, watching the timer tick down, you know, you have 100 hours until the next show. <laughs> yeah, we're asking if Mackie is my favorite Australian, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Geller, you're going to get banned if you carry on like that, bro. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'll unbear <laughs> So we've had a busy week this week as well because we started the Rock, Paper, Scissors tournament. That's begun this week. And we have the red team and the blue team out there. The red team is mine. So, you know, red team go. Red team yeah. go. Just saying. Yes. Yes. Blue team is mine. And by the way, I've got a few people on blue team that need to get me information before tomorrow. So I, I think... I think I only have one person left now. Let me check my notes here. Just one, just down on the or, dank, and that's it. I want to think three or four that that still owe me information. So this could be really bad for Team Blue if, if it doesn't happen. Quick, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. By all means, guy, get on it. Yeah, uh, and Billy was one of them, so he's sending his now. So I've good, got good. one. <laughs> yeah, man. So here we go again. We're gonna talk about some cannabis news and events. We have six stories to discuss this week. And then when we get to the grow guides later on, we're going to be talking about different ways you can make automated watering systems for your grow. And of course, we're going to be getting high, enjoying some cannabis while we're here. But you smoking on, Marge? You got something nice? Uh, I'm actually doing edibles today. I have a beverage here that's been in my fridge for a bit, and I'm eating up the last of some of my chocolate coffee cake, which is very sad. Oh, it sounds yeah. good, though. Chocolate coffee cake. I'm oh, jealous. Myself. Oh, good. That sounds yeah. lovely, actually. Mm. Yeah. I just have the uh, the standard lemon tree. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Okay. <laughs> Mackie, what are you smoking this week? Stamp, insert answer here. Lemon tree. Insert answer. Everybody guess. I'll put a polyp. You know, <laughs> is it lemon tree or lemon? Tree? Lemon tree or something else, <laughs> or anything else. Well, you got bubble CBD cream and cheese. Oh, um, yeah, that, that might be coming soon. Nice. I I actually have a few different things this morning. I've got. The very last of my Clark Kent's armpit rosin. Nice. And I've got some wedding cake. And I've got a little bit of White Widow, actually. Nice, man. So, so if I disappear, you know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Bubble, uh, Monkey? What you got? Uh, right now, in, uh, actually, the lungs are finally healed enough to where I feel like I can, I can actually enjoy cannabis again you know, that way. So... In the vaporizer currently is Godbud, and I've got on deck strawberry cough waiting. I want to go back to my faves. Mm-hmm. Well, and everybody out there in chat, while you all smoking on, let us know in the comments. And if you're watching the show after it's gone live, then let us know, yeah, in the comments or the chat or whatever. You know, we want like to know what you're smoking on too. Billy says he's going to cut down his lemon tree tomorrow, mm-hmm. so he should be uh, sampling his in a couple of weeks there. Yeah, you won't cool. like it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible strain. <laughs> It's a horrible, yeah, horrible strain. strain. I don't know why Mackie loves it so much? It's mm-hmm. horrible. Oh, don't! It's terrible. Everybody needs to stop buying the fucking seeds. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting harder to get. Yeah, it's difficult to get these lemon tree seeds now. I don't have any. It's shit. Uh, you I keep like talking seeds. about it and how much you like it. Maybe if you quit yeah. doing that. Yeah, maybe I have to stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst strain you ever grew, right? It's terrible. Absolutely shocking. It was finicky. Uh, the bud's yeah. tiny. Uh, there was no smell to it. No frost. No mm-hmm. turkey. It was like Garbage. it was like a lemon tree in the winter time. It's just nothing. <laughs> Not terrible. I can terrible. go take a picture of my actual lemon tree right now outside. That's probably what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Some Luton cheese is on its way to a grow near me too. Mm-hmm. Says Billy. Classic, classic shit. The old Exodus cheese. That old Luton cut. Way wow. back in the day, well, sounds like a dog shit. Kind of, that's the old stuff, huh? Mm-mm. Bone only. That's the sort of terps I'm getting out of um, 
out of these blackjacks or one of them, one of them's a real, it's, it's that real aniseed. And mm. then the other one, you open the tent and it's just like the dog's done a massive shit right in there. <laughs> big steaming pile of shit. And I'm like, you know Sounds what? Delicious. Not even mad. Every not time even I hear mad. somebody say that, it <laughs> makes me just shake my head going like, why do weed lovers love that stuff? You know, it's you not know, like, oh. Yeah. oh, it's so delicious. And then I take my dog for a walk today as I do every <laughs> fucking day. And then the, he drops like 10 shits on his walks. He's an absolute dickhead. It's like, <laughs> just do it in one place, man. Just do it. Stop shitting. Then running off. And then he'll see more people. And he'll be like, oh, let me just drop one right in front of this group of people here. So then he has to come over and pick it up in front of everybody and look like a right dickhead. It's like, ah, you knob. But anyway, it, it's like, it stinks bad. And I'm there <laughs> with my arm extended, leaning away, you know, trying to reach down and pick up this shit. Well, God damn, man. And I don't enjoy the smell of that, but I enjoy the smell of dog shit weed. You know, <laughs> imagine how strange it would be if that group of people had gone up to him like, oh, you smell that? That's fucking delicious. Yeah. Imagine the look on their faces. <laughs> this big whiff that's the Ooh, good shit and then just wandering good, off mm-mm. just pick it up in the bag and waving it around under my face does <laughs> anyone want to smell that anybody want to whiff god oh, damn I'll save, I'll save that for later <laughs> sick sick god damn maybe that's what it is maybe he just thinks I enjoy the shit because of the smell of it you know this is why he likes to drop <laughs> 10 of them on his walk. It's like, God, that fucking dog, man, stop. <laughs> it drives me crazy, I swear. Because I have two dogs. And, you know, the other one, it's like, we're going off on a tangent here, everybody. But the other dog will just have one poop, man. Just one poop and it's done fine. It's like, well done, yeah. dog. Yeah, but the other one, nah, at least five. I, I'm there walking doing? around a pile of bags. Dogs go, watch what I'm going to make him have to do. That's what he's telling yeah. everybody he goes up to. Watch what I'm going to make him do. <laughs> you know, here's some more poop for your collection. Here, watch this. <laughs> but anyway, enough of the shit talk. <laughs> Let's go on with the cannabis news and events. Let's do it. Are we all ready? Are we all ready to talk some news? Make it happen. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Hello, everybody. It's time for some cannabis news and events. There's lots going on around the world right now. So uh, we have six news articles to cover for you this week. Uh, I think I'll, I'll start this week. There's uh, one which we hear about often, but I thought we would cover it because uh, it's kind of interesting. So Brits warned. This is the title of the article. Brits warned to stay away over Amsterdam's new rules on cannabis, alcohol and brothels. I did see that article come up. So, yeah, again, they're doing this again, huh? Yeah, this talk again. So everybody quick, get your tickets. Quick, go to Amsterdam right now. <laughs> it like that's what they're doing. It's just getting a buzz, man. Every few years you hear this, but it seems as if it's they're getting more intense with it this time around. It doesn't – usually only you only see a couple of articles and then it disappears for a year, but this seems to have been going on for a while now. So maybe they are doing something. And you can't blame them, really, because, I mean, this first line here is specifically – Young British tourists are being warned to stay away from Amsterdam as the city introduces new rules about smoking cannabis, alcohol and brothels. And, you know, to be fair, if, if it's to do with football related, it's people are going over there, they're getting smashed and then they're just all having fighting shit because that's what young British people seem uh, to do when they go abroad. But this, the thing yeah. is, it's not because of weed. That's because of fucking alcohol. Yeah. The right. first time I went to Amsterdam, uh, England was playing the Netherlands in some World Cup match, in some World Cup qualifier match. 
And there were so many English people there. And you just know that when they all get drunk, they're just going to start smashing shit up, especially if they lose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not the yep. alcohol that's the problem. Right? It's not the weed that's the problem. It's the alcohol. You know, if you stop them from drinking and everything will be fine. <laughs> Some bullshit, man. But this article continues. The Dutch city's council is set to introduce a new campaign which will tell young British men to stay away. And is it just young British men? What about French people? They're, they're, they're causing a lot of trouble nowadays. Have you not seen? What about, you know? about middle-aged uh, English men, you know? You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, am I allowed to go? I don't know. Uh, am I still considered young? Am I? Uh, it's... <laughs> no, girl, you're an old yeah. guy. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't need to be told my back tells me every fucking day. You know, like, yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, young British men to stay away as they attempt to tackle antisocial behavior. Amsterdam is notorious hotspot for stag parties and pub crawls. Stag parties and pub crawls. Well, it's nothing about weed. It's nothing, it's nothing to do with the cannabis. What are they thinking, man? You're right about it. God damn. Return flights and ferries, which has a link on it. So it's like, click here to get your flights and ferries to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of tells you what this whole thing's about right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I'm so telling cool. you. Telling you. Uh, yeah, return flights and ferries are often cheap. Everybody go by now. And the legislation <laughs> of cannabis and brothels means it attracts hundreds of thousands of Brits each year looking for a messy weekend. It's like... That's why anybody goes to Amsterdam. It's not just the Brits. You know what I'm saying? This is why people from all over the world go to Amsterdam because of the red light district and because of the cannabis. Simple, simple. Mm -hmm. And the antisocial behavior, that's coming from the alcohol consumption. There's no doubt. And recently here in the UK, quick tangent, they've... um, They've uh, what's that nitrous oxide stuff with the where the kids inhale that oh. shit through the canister? That, that you know, then they put it in the Nangs. balloon and shit. Yeah. Yep. They've banned that now to stop antisocial behavior. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, well, are they just... so they've they've banned the little canisters so even chefs can't get them to do their whipped cream and stuff. The, the, mate, the, nobody oh. has any idea what the fuck's going on here in the UK. So don't try and make sense of the rules they're making up. You know, <laughs> so no, oh. nobody's allowed it. I, I don't even know what's going on, but they've banned it. You're not allowed to, you, you know, this laughing gas, they call it. I don't know. The, ki- mm-hmm. the kids nowadays, you know what they're like. But, but the, the do biggest... They still sell, do they still sell the spray whipped cream? Because that has the laughing gas already yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't tell them that. Now people are going to be out. Like <laughs> whipped cream sales have gone up ten hundred percent in the UK. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Customers are buying flat cans of whipped cream. All the time it's now. ridiculous, man. I mean, they're banning this shit, blaming it on antisocial behaviour. But the biggest cause of antisocial behaviour in the UK, and no doubt many other countries around the world, is alcohol, man. Yes. Fucking alcohol. People get drunk and they go out and they cause shit. Fucking having fights and shit. Why are we having these discussions, man? It's not good to ban anything. It just creates a, a legacy market, a black market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so but those 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 Nang things aren't great, man. They've had the same no, thing no. here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they does they attack your spinal fluid and that. Absolutely, and like, man. People have got like full blown brain damage from it over here. Stupid. So it's a problem here too. Yeah, yeah, but it's a problem just, all over the world. They still sell it. But they're just going to create more problems by making these things illegal. If people want them, 100%. they'll go out and get them. You know, like we reported last week about London spending $1.45 billion on illegal cannabis. It's like, you're definitely winning the war on drugs. 
So you know what I'm yeah, saying? Really. <laughs> you are definitely slowing down the the supply to all of these people who who don't want cannabis. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous, man. The this... drugs was lost a long time ago. Yeah, they're only letting like... seven hundred thousand pounds a year coming through. You know, only seven hundred thousand. Ridiculous numbers when you look at it. It's not. It's. <clears throat> I'm not going to go on about how much of a fastest country is again. I keep doing that every show. It's not a political show. It's about cannabis. Let's stick to it. Right. So the, uh, the new rules are set to improve the safety and reduce nuisance for locals. The council has previously announced a new law set to ban smoking weed in public during certain times. The move is expected to come into force mid-May. So quick now, everybody, you get over there for the 420. You know what I'm saying? There's enough time. Ooh. Uh, and new rules around the sale of alcohol and closing times for bars and brothels are also being introduced. So that's a that's a good thing. At least they're actually fighting the thing that causes the antisocial behavior. Yeah. The council is warning tourists look for a weekend looking for a weekend of sex and drugs to stay away, specifically targeting men aged between 18 and 35 from the UK. Fuck you too, Netherlands. <laughs> you know what I mean? You cheeky bastards, man. Everybody else is fine, but not them British. Not them bastard <laughs> British. Them drunken British motherfuckers coming right. over here and having sex with our women and smoking our cannabis. That's okay. Marge, Bubblehawk, and I, we're all welcome over there, Mackie. You have to stay yeah. away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I was like, we'll go for a meetup in, for a 420 over in Amsterdam. You know, Chad's going. <laughs> You know, and I, and I try to go there and it's like, <laughs> sorry, oh, mate. Man. Sorry, mate. You're British. You're English. You can't go, man. Uh, you can't go. You're English. <laughs> just just pointing at the big Cheeky sign with the union. I'll have you know. Red you know what I mean? <laughs> These young British men who you are now banning from visiting your country have kept your economy running for 40 years, you cheeky bastards. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Just saying. But fine, fine. Fine. We won't come. We'll go somewhere else. We'll go Barcelona. Fine. You know what I'm saying, everybody? Boycott Amsterdam. Boycott them. <laughs> Barcelona was pretty cool. I mean, I wish I wish the places in Barcelona that you could smoke were a little more open, but, I mean, the vibe was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it was a decent place. But Amsterdam is better, man. You know, the not the weed, but the actual the social aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, finish up this article here. It says, starting this week, the campaign will show up when Brits Google terms such as stag party cheap hotel or pub crawl Amsterdam, none of which says anything about cannabis. Just saying. Deputy Mayor Sofyan Mabaki said, and of course, a very well butchered name there, as usual, by Mackie. <laughs> uh, visitors are still welcome, but not if they misbehave and cause nuisance. I'm sure that was always the case anyway. That's not a new thing. Uh, in the right. clip, a young man can be seen getting apprehended by local police before being locked up in a cell. Alongside the footage, text over the top says, coming to Amsterdam for a messy night and getting thrashed, trashed, uh, equals 140 euro fine plus criminal record. Yeah, 140 euro isn't that much, is it? And, no, and is just it, a little blip on the record. You're okay. You're it's, okay. It's only it's only a criminal record in Amsterdam. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that shit doesn't follow you. No, home. Go You're home. Fine. It's clean. It's clean. <laughs> yeah. You just might suffer some, you know, look to the left and cough at the airport. You know what I'm saying? Make sure there's nothing in that boy. prison wallet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, it, just finish this off here. Uh, it continues that those who 
are arrested will have fewer prospects in life before adding. So coming to Amsterdam for a messy night, stay away. So there you go, everybody. You know, if you're, if you're going to Amsterdam to get fucked up and then, you know, go visit the red light district, you know, <laughs> that's a crazy place as well. I'm not, if you, I'm not sure if you've ever been there, but I remember walking through the red light district from a friend of mine and he's a big guy. And she's the woman's just going, "Hey, pussy face, come in here and fuck me." <laughs> <laughs> and for years after that, we called him pussy face. It was hilarious. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you know, fifty euros, I can fuck. It's like, what? What, the, what did she just say? God, oh, you blame us. You blame us. We're the problem. God damn, the cheat. <laughs> anyway, so that. Make sure you get to Amsterdam quickly, everybody, because they're changing the rules again. I don't think they actually will. But, you know, well, when you go anywhere on a holiday, it doesn't matter what country you're from, especially from the UK, because we've got a bad reputation nowadays. Be fucking good, man. Just behave yourself. Don't be a dick. You know what I'm saying? Behave yourself. Don't get into any trouble. You just go and enjoy some cannabis and whatever else you want to enjoy in Amsterdam. It's a nice place. Be respectful. Exactly, man. Don't be a dick. But yes, let's move on to another news article because we have six to cover and we're already on half past because I've just ranted about this for far too long. What are you saying, Mar? Mar do you want to do yours next? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Uh, this one comes from the Oz and it's the Ontario Chamber urges cannabis or government to modernize cannabis. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Canada is made up of 10 provinces. Ontario is one of them and that's where I live. So this seemed particularly... Uh, of interest to me. So the Ontario Chamber of Commerce says the province needs to modernize and champion the cannabis sector. The influential 600 or 60,000 member business group is urging the government to allow cannabis consumption sites and special event permits, as well as stopping what it calls the clustering of cannabis stores. Its, recommend, its recommendations come in a submission to Ontario Progressive Conservative Government before they table the budget March 23rd. I actually haven't heard what's happened with that, but last I heard, the Premier of Ontario was just like, nah, we don't need consumption lounges, which was pretty surprising to me. But wow. in the three years since recreational cannabis was legalized in Canada, it has quickly emerged as one of Canada's fastest growing sectors and has since contributed over $43 billion to our national Whoa. GDP. Damn. Yeah, big, right. Big I mean, news. listen up, other countries. This could be you as well. Billions. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Says the chamber's 27 page report. Yet, major hurdles, including an overly restrictive reg regulatory regime, inhibit economic growth, deter investment, and squeeze margins for producers and retailers alike. The Ontario Chamber has been a vocal advocate for the cannabis industry. Last December, the nonprofit group urged the province to be less cautious in its cannabis policy. And I can't say that I disagree because, I mean, we're just talking about uh, tourism in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. I mean, people go to Amsterdam because they can smoke weed. They could mm -hmm. be doing that in Canada too. I mean, I guess people are coming to Canada to smoke weed too, but there's no, there are no consumption lounges. And it's really cold. Yes, well. it's really cold, like a lot of the time of the year. So yeah. yeah, you can smoke outside where you can smoke cigarettes. But if you're in like Toronto in February, that's going to suck. I'll mm -hmm. tell you right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the consumption lounge thing, it's massive. In my opinion, it's it's what the bad bit is about Barcelona. If they had the same kind of thing, like, like a pub or a bar, mm -hmm. where, you know, you got the signs on the outside, you can see what the building is. You go in there, you don't feel as if you're just hiding away from everything. You know, it needs to be a little bit more open. 
Yeah, right. I mean, Barcelona is like was extreme though. Those were no windows, one door. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was so so claustrophobic is a good way to put it. It's, it's right. that part of the community that we need, man. We need consumption lounges where we can all go and just chill and enjoy some cannabis. Oh, the missus I and I because... thoroughly agree with that. I mean, every time we've gone on, on cannabis tourism, it's you have to be creative to find a place to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stupidness. I think so too, because I listen to podcasts as well sometimes where they talk about consumption lounges in the States in certain places, like maybe California, where they've had a legal market for a long time. And they just sound so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it just sounds like such great places to hang out. Why wouldn't you want to? encourage that mm-hmm. and because it's weed and not alcohol you're not gonna have the same bullshit that comes from open you know operating places like that either mm-hmm. i think no nope. i mean Personally. we could actually say that from first experience over there at spanibus everybody was just sitting in the grass smoking weed and it was peace complete right. peace throughout the entire event you know? yeah mm-hmm. yeah so the chamber did have six ways to modernize and champion cannabis the latest advocacy by the chamber on behalf of legal cannabis includes six recommendations and they are work with the federal government to ensure regulations strike the appropriate balance between safeguarding the public health and ensuring cannabis companies can develop a distinct brand and profit product offerings that can eff- effectively compete with illegal actors. Modernize relationships to allow licensed grow producers and retailers to have a direct relationship. Imagine that. Pursue lost tax revenues from underground markets and establish tougher penalties for noncompliance coupled with intensified audits. I don't know if I like that one so much, but (laughs) Mm. Uh, require the Ontario Cannabis Retail Store to provide quarterly updates on their progress around the 16 recommendations in the Auditor General's Value for Money Audit Report released in December 2021. That was a real mouthful. But interestingly, the Ontario Cannabis Retail Store, the OCS, they are the they are the middleman between the the licensed producers and the retailers. That's why the number two point was to have to allow those two to have a direct relationship, because right now they all go through the OCS mm-hmm. and they go through the OCS at a markup. And the OCS also sells online to anybody in Ontario. So they're also competing with the retailers, which is kind of a conflict of interest, if you ask me. Yeah. But- Uh, facilitate cannabis consumption establishments and implement special occasion permits, which is what they're talking about. Special occasion permits? Well, like right now, the way it works in Ontario too, uh, the government sort of handles all the alcohol and everything. Like they license the alcohol. So if you have a special occasion permit, you want to have like a party and allow alcohol and you have to get permits for it. So they're saying you can have consumption lounges, but then also offer the special occasion permits for weed. As well, if you're having like a festival or a party or whatever the case might be, a mm-hmm. music festival, that kind of thing. Right. Um, address issues related to clustering of cannabis retailers by, and these do seem like pretty reasonable ideas, informing prospective store owners what stores are or may be opening around the proposed location at the start of the application process. Wouldn't that be nice to know at the beginning of the process and not when you're about to open your door and you find out there's like, six other cannabis stores like about to open (laughs) developing a heat map on the alcohol and gaming commission's website which includes newly approved stores and applications that have been submitted for retail license to allow more informed business decisions and allow for the market's force of supply and demand to take effect so they have a full Mm -hmm. submission as well but those are their six key ways to modernize and champion cannabis and all most of those seem like pretty Pretty reasonable things, especially with the retailers and 
you know, cons uh, allowing consumption lounges. I it think just, that it just, I think uh, one of the most important things to do is just the government needs to take their fucking fingers out of it. Just leave it alone and let the market do its thing. It, right. Yeah. That would modernize yeah. it very much. I think. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm, It'd be mm -hmm. nice if they took some of this stuff seriously. Cause I really do think the consumption lounge is like a, a missed opportunity mm -hmm. as far as. So is know, there like... no consumption lounges at all in Canada? Um, there might be some that are sort of like more underground or whatever, but as far right. as I know, legally, no. Wow, no. man. I and mean, you've been legal for a while now as well, haven't you? Yeah. That article said like, Three years, I think it's been longer than that. Mm -hmm. I thought it was 2018. Yeah, thought, that's what I was it? gonna say. I thought you went yeah. legal in 2018. Yeah, so more like four or five years. So, yeah, Madness. but that's still not a thing. Yeah, consumption lounges is major, man. It's a big part of the community. You know, it's a big part of the right. cannabis culture, and this is why so many people enjoy Amsterdam because they have the consumption Ooh. lounges. And the thing I don't understand, because I guess a lot of people would argue that it's, you know, we have really strict smoking laws here in Ontario, in particular, and across, and across Canada, but I'm pretty sure cigar lounges are a thing. So how does that mm. work? I don't but know. Usually I've rich people attend that. those, you know, in, they live by a different set of rules than the rest of us. <laughs> but they, they would still have to operate in a place where they have really strict smoking laws mm -hmm. and somehow they get around it so that you can smoke cigars and some kind of membership based i don't know if they're membership based or not but mm -hmm. yeah, we have them around here too i mean and it's pretty much known if you go in a cigar lounge you're going to be in smoke so i mean it's it's like it's out there so what's the difference yeah. with cannabis if i go in a consumption lounge there's going to be smoke just right you know, no problem mm -hmm. it's that devil tobacco smoke you gotta do something about you know <laughs> well i mean they're allowing it like mars says mm -hmm. they're allowing that it's not allowing the cannabis but it's crazy yeah. yeah it's it's a stigma you know mm -hmm, we're still mm -hmm. fighting the same old yeah stigma. yeah you know a government that has no fucking idea how to look after themselves to try and tell us what we should and shouldn't be doing it's like just mind your fucking business man mind your business <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but we also have some news from australia bubble has two articles as well what are you saying bubble I do. Do you want me to go through both? I'll give you one and then you can do your second and I'll do my second. Do you want to run it that way? Yeah, whatever. I don't mind. Whatever's best. If they segue right. to each other nicely, then whatever. <laughs> well, we'll hope for the best. Yes, let's just uh, go let's just wing it. We'll see where we end up. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I mean, this one this one could have segued into your Amsterdam story, I suppose. Um, young cannabis users may be worse at learning from their mistakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how young okay. is young what? Yeah. all right so people who regularly use cannabis from a young age may be worse than correcting their own mistakes uh, a new study has revealed as the third most commonly used drug worldwide university of melbourne researchers wanted to establish the ramifications of long-term use a researcher gazelle Dali told acm they found people who used cannabis from earlier in life were less likely to correct their mistakes, even if they knew they had made them. A lot of work has shown that there is some effective age or, or of uh, yeah, geez, that's a weird one. A lot of work has shown that there is some effect of age of onset. So the earlier that they start using cannabis, the more likely they are to show impaired performance. She said, "That's likely to be a function of the fact that when you're younger, your brain is still developing; it doesn't stop developing until you're about twenty-five years old." 
Ms. Daly said the effect of cannabis on the brain could manifest as a behavioral impairment demonstrated in the study through poorer error processing. Uh, chronic cannabis use and awareness studied 70 Australians, about half of which were chronic cannabis users. Ms. Daly said the study was also motivated by a lack of research into the ramifications of cannabis use, despite its prevalence. This is the bit that gets me. The study didn't find a difference between cannabis and non-cannabis users. What? It only, what yeah, hold on, yeah, yeah, hold <laughs> on. It only found that the younger they were when they picked up the habit, the poorer their error processing was. So, oh my God, who the fuck wrote this? What's the name of this? This clickbait. Anna McGuinness. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what got me. I'm like, hold on. So they didn't find anything. You just cherry pick and shit. You know what I mean? This article is based on no science whatsoever. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Lots of fucking words, man. Oh my God. But that's the thing. It's like it found you. it, It just no difference between. So does that mean like. That, it, it, that if you're young, you're less likely to correct your mistake. That that's what that's the whole study's worked out, regardless of whether it's cannabis and non-cannabis user. I I don't understand. So that. are they saying that young people generally just don't learn from their mistakes? That that's what I Isn't took it? from it. Is that does like, that mean that youth is wasted on the young? Well, I think that's like <laughs> indeed <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, what a load of bollocks, man. Why did you bring this news article to us, Bobo? Spreading misinformation. <laughs> I just, I'm not the one spreading it. I'm I'm bringing to light the fact that other people are spreading this. It's just That's absolutely shocking, isn't it? I mean, how, do, how does this even get published? I mean, this is in the Canberra Times as well, which sounds like it's a, a decent newspaper. You know, they've got that font and stuff that the Times use. Yeah, looks I mean, very professional and as if they know what they're talking about and then they just spew shit like this and this, is the, and this comes from the only state in australia where it's it's effectively decriminalized uh, yeah interesting article. what's the other one saying because the other one's quite interesting too it's similar to one which we've done in the past right kind of uh so man arrested after being spotted with ak-47 that turned out to be a bong <laughs> Oh uh, my that's god. Got to be one <laughs> hell of a big ball. Now. Well, there's a photo here. So you you have I don't know if Mackie can bring that up. Yeah, I'll the, put it up. Just uh finding an article now. There it is, yeah. Fucking hell. It looks real uh, to people who don't know what guns look like. Exactly. <laughs> um so chaos <laughs> broke out in Western Sydney yesterday after a man was seen wandering the streets with what appeared to be an AK-47 assault rifle but police would soon discover the real nature of the, in, in quotes, weapon. Uh, multiple people phoned triple zero after spotting the man who appeared armed. Police flopped to Windsor Road in Rouse Hill around 5.30pm in response. However, they would soon find the gun was a bong shaped like a rifle. Helicopters I'm, I'm were used. Fucking, you're just asking for shit though, really, aren't you? Yes, I mean, you yeah. are. if you're wandering around with it, yes. But like as bad still, as the as bad as the hand grenade grinder, man. Mm. Yeah, it's it yeah. is. Except, except it just let, let me finish, and then we'll get to that point. <laughs> uh, 
Helicopters were used in an effort to track down the man while officers poured over CCTV from surrounding businesses. <laughs> the footage led police to an empty, unlocked vehicle in a nearby church car park. Inside the car, officers allegedly found the imitation AK-47 assault rifle. The helicopter search found the man, 50, in nearby grassland. He was arrested and taken to Castle Hill Police Station, where he was charged with possess unauthorized firearm and intimidation police. Said. Wow. So he was actually really? charged for possession of the firearm as well. Yeah. And the 50 year old man was refused bail to appear before Parramatta local court. So, I mean, it's a bomb for starters, not a gun, but yes, it does kind of look like one. I mean, but we, I've a hundred percent seen bottles of vodka that look like that. Mm-hmm. And they're fine. They're fine for people to be wandering around with. But now, my my obvious question is: Is this AK forty seven bong to scale? Uh, that's the thing. You can't, I can't. You can't really tell from the um from the photo. I mean, the AK forty seven is a big weapon, really. It's yeah. a full size. It's a full size assault rifle. Yes. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't think that. <clears throat> pardon me. He's got. He he's got a full size AK forty seven bong. Like I mean, oh, you, know. you know, it's just it, you. It's first line here. You know, chaos broke out in Western Australia, yeah. Western Sydney yesterday. Yeah, and it's like you just imagine this guy is walking down the road with his bong, and everyone's running and screaming, ah! <laughs> and he's yeah. just looking around like, what's wrong with everybody? What's <laughs> what it's, it's like cops in the UK? It's like the cops in a UK uh, evacuating the train station for the mm. grinder. I mean, my God, come yeah. on, people. Imagine having a couple of those grinders, you know, hanging from your belt, <laughs> walking around with your AK <laughs> bong. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But the fact that they actually skittled and sent out the um, the helicopter as well, like, I mean, right. you know. Yeah, to get the helicopter out, which costs thousands, that shit does. Yeah, ah. it, just to get it off the ground's like 10 grand. Yeah, but but the thing is, you know, it's it's one of those. Would you rather them not do that, and then the guy does actually have an AK? Yeah. I know. I, exactly. I get that. Yeah. I get. It. I get that. But how quickly is this shit gonna be thrown out when they go? Well, it's a glass piece, and it doesn't shoot. And you know, yeah. you know. And the last article about you know these people not learning from their mistakes. This guy was fifty years old, and he's walking around with a bong that looks yeah. like a fucking AK. This guy definitely didn't learn anything you know don't do that it's not a good idea to walk around in public with something that looks like a fucking rifle it's not good yeah that I mean, was not a smart move mm. something's going on something's going on in his life where he yeah. decided that was a good move and was he high or something <laughs> yeah. that'll be no, the, the next one he blames the, it on the cannabis that's right yeah. the bong was clean it was not used yet right he must have been blasted yeah. You know, <laughs> imagine him. Imagine seeing the guy sitting in the park as well. He's got the muzzle of the AK in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so dark. That's Don't so do dark. it, man. Don't do it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, interesting. Interesting story there. I think these yeah. these companies need to stop making these fucking these smoking apparatus that are shaped like weaponry. You know, it doesn't seem like to be a good idea. Yeah, probably not the best of ideas. I mean, or if you're going to have have one, just don't be wandering around the streets of Western Sydney with right. it. Mm -hmm. like, come on. Mm -hmm. uh, Bank switch added there. So he wasn't charged for possession of cannabis. That's no. a win. 
<laughs> Possession of ball. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Monkey, what you said about your art school? What you got? Yeah, I got one this week, and um, we kind of touched a little bit on this previously. Uh, it says medical marijuana legalization linked to significant decrease in opioid-related payments to doctors. Now, we had talked before about how much the uh, pharmaceutical industry loses every time a state goes legal. Mm. And uh, just for for uh, refresher right there, they lose about $10 billion in revenue for every legalization event. This means mm. if you go medical, you lose $10 billion, And then once you go recreational, you lose another $10 billion. But what I wasn't aware of, and I thought this had been corrected in the United States, but obviously, like everything else in the States, they found a loophole. Uh, pharmaceutical companies have actually been paying subsidies to doctors to prescribe their medicine. Now, is this right? No. I think so. <laughs> no, I really don't. And sometimes yeah. they don't pay. It's like, we'll give you this amazing golf holiday if you just give people these drugs instead yeah, of these drugs. Used to be that way. I mean, I knew some some people who were drug reps that went around to doctor's office and sold, sold things to doctors and made them... Uh, convince them, I don't say make them, but convince them to prescribe their stuff and things like that. And yes, back in the day, the, uh, let's call it payola, what I don't know what else you're going to call it. But yeah, the, the payola for getting these doctors on board was huge. I'm talking, you know, hunting trips, fishing trips, mm. big, I mean, every, it used to be borderline sports cars. No trips to dirty weekends in Amsterdam. No, trips to Epstein <laughs> Island and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, don't don't say that. <laughs> don't say that's another flag right there. My gosh. But anyway, what, what is have, Epstein? What is on an island? I don't know what I you have mean. No idea. <laughs> no, I have, I have no information based on that. But that's just an example of yeah, right, craziness. <laughs> A new study linking state level uh, medical marijuana legalization to reduce opioid payouts to doctors. Another data point suggests that patients use cannabis as an alternative to prescription drugs when given legal access. Now we say this all the time because look, Percy's Grow Room is full of people out there that use this this, uh, wonderful plant as medicine. And lots of us, including myself, no longer take the the, uh, opioids for pain because Mm -hmm. this actually works. Mm -hmm. The study study from researchers at the University of Florida, University of Southern California and Purdue University identified a significant decrease in direct payments from opioid manufacturers to pain medicine physicians as an effect of medical marijuana law passage, found that physicians in states with a medical marijuana law, they're prescribing less opioids. Now, the reason for that is because just like me, I don't go into the doctor and say, I don't want your opioids and water. Just don't go to the doctor and ask for them anymore because I don't need them. You know, so I mean, you don't really, I guess you don't really document a a huge decrease by people refusing the doctor's prescriptions. But what happens is just like me, just like everybody else at Percy's that I know, you simply stop going to the doctor and say, giving me your poison. You know, we'd rather go ahead and and use this plant and it's really a good thing. Uh, Researchers developed a novel, novel uh, uh, penalized synthetic control model to analyze transaction data involving direct payments from opioid manufacturers to physicians from 2014 to 2017, seeking to determine if medical cannabis legalization had a casual impact. The study showed evidence that the decreased opioid manufacturer payments was due to the availability of medical marijuana as a substitute. When I see these things like that, I'm immediately thinking that, okay, the pharmaceutical industry is not going to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. So the pharmaceutical industry is going to lose $10 billion per event. 
So what's going to prevent them from spending, I'm going to go ahead and use an arbitrary number here because I have no, no data, $5 billion to, to oppose legalization so they can keep their profits. I mean, it, it, unfortunately, this is what we're up against in the states. We, we have lobbyists who are actually trying to keep it illegal mm -hmm. simply because it's to their benefit. Additionally, the substitution effect is comparatively higher for female physicians and in localities with higher white, less affluent, and more working age populations, the research said. So women doctors are, are uh, prescribing less, less opioids in favor of cannabis. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have a female physician, and she won't even touch cannabis at all. She chose, no, nope, nope, not doing that. She sent me elsewhere. But mm. It's good to know that, that some people are at least looking at this stuff. Mm -hmm. Opioid mm -hmm. manufacturers and physicians that prescribe opioids are part of an enormous industry worth an estimated $13.9 billion globally in 2021. $13.9 billion in opioids, guys. That's a lot. Wow. wow. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of people that really, uh, I'm going to go ahead on a limb here. It probably shouldn't be on those opioids. Some of them yeah. probably can have a, a little bit better life without them. They should be fucking avoided at all costs, man. Yeah, I am on on board with you there. You know, I've I've, uh, I've had my back pains, my knee my knee pains, my age related maladies, and I've had I've tried the opioids. And to be honest with you, I feel more like a zombie when I'm on those mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. You know, it just oh, yeah. don't don't feel right, don't sleep right, don't eat right. Things just aren't good. And when I got off of that and got onto the cannabis, I got the pain relief and I got my life back. So mm -hmm. this is you know this is what we all need to be thinking about here though, but. It's it's interesting though that uh, you, you're looking at like I said a ten billion dollar per legalization event loss on the pharmaceutical industry. So if, if I say twenty billion dollars, fifty states, go ahead and do the math, guys. That's two hundred billion dollars the pharmaceutical industry stands to lose over the course of legalization in the right. states. I'll be back the, in a second. I've just got to go get my tiny violin to play a little song. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm basically company. saying is, do you really think that, that the drug manufacturers are going to sit down there quietly and let this happen? Mm -hmm. No, not. they're not. Especially, not. I mean, that's a huge, it's like 200 billion. They go and buy a politician for a few million. That, that's mm -hmm. like a, a, a percentage of a percentage well, on how much they need to, avoid... to spend. God, I'm yeah. trying to avoid the YouTube uh, flags right here, but you already get on it like that. Fuck yeah, the YouTube are... flags. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, there are a like lot 30. of politicians being paid by pharmaceutical companies to vote against legalization simply to keep their profits up. And it's unfortunate because what's best for the people right now is free choice. And, you know, yeah. so by all means, guys, uh, the doctors don't always have your best interest at heart here. You know <gasps> What? Yes. Are you Another sure? YouTube flag, right? Another YouTube yeah. flag. This, this is the way it's going to be, man. And we'll get flagged by YouTube, but eventually we'll move over to Rumble. And Rumble won't flag us for anything because they're like freedom <laughs> of speech, you know? Right. So by all means, we uh, in the States, at least, we've got a lot of work to do. we still got to get these pharmaceutical companies under control, get these politicians under control. And we need legalization, just like Barge was talking about. We mm -hmm. also need consumption lounges. This needs to be a normal part of society, not, yeah. not something like, oh, you're doing that. No, this is, to be, this is as normal as having dinner. Well, I'm going to hit this pipe because now we've got one more news article to come from the U.K., and uh, the only reason why I picked this one is because as I was reading it, I felt enraged. 
And I thought, yes, we should bring this one to the show as well. Mackie so, Red on the way. Yeah, I'm gonna try not to. This, I'm gonna hit this pipe Man. now. Man. Everybody hit their pipes too, or their joints or whatever. Let's let's consume a little. Here we go. I'll, I'll hit the switch. Dabbage. Right. So as you all are probably aware, cannabis is kind of illegal here in the UK. <laughs> kind of, and I say kind of because. If you can bribe the government, I'm sorry, if you can lobby the government with enough money, <laughs> then you can get a license to grow cannabis here in the UK. So when, when they say growing cannabis is illegal here, it's an absolute lie. It's not illegal. You just have to be able to pay off your politician friends and then you can do what the fuck you like. <laughs> we need to add a footnote to that then, huh? Basically, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. grow cannabis if you can afford to pay people off. Well, this is yeah. you can do whatever you like in the UK as long as you have the money to pay the government. Whatever you like, like everything. I mean, there was this island, you know, if you was rich enough, <laughs> you could go there and do these things. You know what I'm saying? So if you got I'm enough going, money, going, you can do what you live in a completely different lifestyle to everybody else. Rules for thee, not for me. Yeah. Right, so we have here Dalgetty, I think the place is called. Dalgetty joins UK cannabis market frontrunners with license upgrade. Congratulations, Dalgetty. Can can I have a license upgrade too, please? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dalgetty has become the latest company to progress in the front of the UK medicinal cannabis industry after being granted home office approval to cultivate process and pack medical cannabis ready for sale to the pharmaceutical market. Congratulations, Dalgetty. It's an absolute fucking joke, man. It's like because these motherfuckers have enough money to pay the politicians and be like, don't say anything, just give us the fucking license. Absolute farce, man. But you out there listening to this show, if you're in the UK and you're listening to this show, you're not allowed to. Don't you fucking bother because you got a couple of plants. You're going to get your house taken from you because that's a new law that's been passed. It like slid under the carpet here in the UK. Now your landlord or housing association or council, if they even suspect it, they only even need to suspect it doesn't need to be a court case. Don't need to be any arrests. But if you're the person you rent your house from or company that you rent your house from, even suspects that you are using drugs, being antisocial, growing cannabis, they can just give you two weeks. Two weeks? They could just give you two weeks and say, yeah, you have to move out now. Just like that. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, how much did they pay for this upgrade in their license? Because I'm reading the key highlights on your story. It's talking about... <sighs> billion next year is what they're looking to get out of this? It says the UK medical cannabis market is forecast to reach 1.1 billion by 2024, which is just next year, and 8.8 billion by 2028. Dalgetty has been granted home office approval to cultivate, process, and pack medical cannabis ready for sale to pharmaceutical market. The update allows Dalgetty to cultivate and manufacture EU and GMP, which is a what, uh, GMP grade high THC medical cannabis from its UK based facility. But don't you do it? Don't you? You listen to? <laughs> don't you fucking do it? Because you'll be locked up, right? Don't me, don't be taking right. none of the profit from Dalgetty here. That's not what they want. You see, they don't want you to be taking any profit away from all their donors. 
donors, everybody. Being a quotation mark, donors. You've just got to remember, Mackie, that they're two different things. You know, what you grow at home and what they grow in a, in mm-hmm. a facility. Absolutely. They're completely Absolutely. different. They are. Yeah. Because, and I've seen it now. I've seen this medical cannabis that they give to people, and it is completely different from the high-quality shit I can produce <laughs> myself. Damn you know right, yeah. The home office license will allow the rapidly expanding business to begin commercial cultivation. Wow. And distribution of its product, which follows its inspection from the UK Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, the MHRA. Uh, James Libersley, Chief Operating Officer at Dalgetty, said, Yay! Yay! <laughs> you know he said uh the granting of this license after three years of investment and development three years of investment you know i say wink wink nudge nudge (laughs) say no more investment and development means now uh, we now join the limited few that are at the forefront of this burgeoning market burgeoning burgeoning i don't know what that word is everybody burgeoning Burgeoning, yeah Yeah, okay thank you thank you (laughs) <laughs> the opportunities are substantial for them, not for not for you. Again, everybody, you listening to the show right now, it's not for you. It's it's the opportunities are substantial for them, not just for the business and investors harnessing the economic potential of the industry, but for patients that can access the high quality GMP approved cannabis that Delgetti can provide. But don't forget, you have to pay for it like a ridiculous amount of money 10 grams for 50 pound people can't even afford a loaf of bread for one pound 50 nowadays but sure let's go and charge people this ridiculous amount of money for mm. medicine that they need god damn yeah and high quality it, that leaves a lot to the imagination everybody the term high quality is relative you know what i'm saying uh, the UK medical cannabis market is forecast to reach 1.1 billion by 2024. You just repeat yourself here, article. Who wrote this? Uh, by 2028, it is predicted to reach 8.8 billion, making it the second largest in Europe and potentially serving 1% of the country's population. The second largest in Europe, motherfuckers. Right. We, we can't even grow one plant. Us people <laughs> here... In the UK, we can't even grow one plant. If we discovered with that, we take a chance of get, getting sent to prison. It's unlikely on a first offence, but you still have that risk. You stand mm-hmm. a massive chance of losing your home now, especially with this new law that's been passed here in the UK. They can just, to give you two weeks, and be like, oh, you had when? a cannabis two plant. Weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> you know, but it's an absolute fucking joke, man. Why are these people, this Dalgetty... And the uh, the British Sugar, well, GW Pharmaceuticals, why are these guys allowed to produce, cultivate, package cannabis with just to sell to other people, but you're not allowed to grow your own to provide yourself? Now, a different story if you're out there selling it to people. Of course, they need to make sure it's safe for whoever the fuck is consuming it, right? You know, if you're selling it out to people, then they really need to make sure that you're not selling moldy weed onto people to make a profit, right? I doubt they'll be doing it with these companies, this Dalgetty and shit. They've, the GW Pharma guys, they've already sold out loads of moldy weed to people. Yeah, but if you, you know, they're not coming here and checking my fucking dinner to make sure I've cooked my chicken until the juices are running clear. You know what I'm saying? What the yeah. It's a fucking farce, man. And it drives me crazy, the double standards that we have here in the UK. 
It's ridiculous. These are going to make billions in profit now because they've handed a couple of million to the Conservative Party, most likely. Uh, yeah, just just uh, pass this, man. Let us in. Give it. Give us that license. I'll, I'll pay for your advertisement on ITV three in the next campaign election. Here you go. Take it. And it's it's minuscule. There will be a few million, and you know a billion is a thousand millions, man. Yep. That's a lot of fucking money. So we're talking about eight hundred and eighty thousand millions. Right. They're probably paying minuscule percentages uh, in order mm-hmm. to get this business and then they're making bank on it. So it's, it's done. Mm-hmm. Says here, James said, we are on the cusp of a market boom in this country <laughs> for only mm-hmm. me and my friends are allowed to play in. The yeah. granting of an upgraded license to companies such as ourselves being a significant step forward, having our own UK-based state-of-the-art facility a, a, a high, a highly complex cannabis farm is what I know it to be called. God, it makes you so fucking mad. As well as working with other UK-based cannabis medicinal product manufacturers, will ensure UK patients have high quality and reliable source of medical cannabis. In turn, removing any supply chain obstructions that non-UK producers are currently facing. And of course, any supply chain that might come from all of these home growers or these people who have been growing cannabis in the UK for decades, but they're not allowed to come along and try and get a business up and running to legally sell their cannabis. You know, I would like to do that. Imagine if I could get my own little farm up and running, I'd be able to get my weed checked and have it sold on to medicine or recreational to people in the UK. That would be a job I would enjoy doing, but I'm not allowed you to. You know why? You can, Mackie. Oh yeah, just got. A, I just can't afford the uh, the the donation exactly. to the to the political party in power. <laughs> it's just a few million, man. That's all. Don't worry yeah, about it. Put it on your credit card. Don't worry. You know, you're good. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Here are Rishi. You know, Rishi Sunak, our prime minister, right here. Fucking tangent and a rant. Sorry, but he's <laughs> worth like 1.7 billion or something ridiculous. And he keeps sending all these different contracts. Like, oh, we need a childcare contract. He's like, it's okay. My wife has a friend who has a company. Yeah. I'll sort it out. <laughs> there you go. Oh, we need more PPE because people are catching the uh, the spicy cough. He's like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> My wife has a friend who has a company. Take it. Take the money. Er, love. Give that to your friend. His wife has non-dom status and doesn't have to pay tax in the UK. But if you fucking try that, you listening to this show, tax evasion, they're coming for you, man. They're coming for you with everything. You're going to prison. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but, but not Rishi's wife. That's completely fine. You carry on. Do what you like. You know, he, Rishi Sunak, started a hedge fund with his friend that actually benefited and profited from Moderna making the vaccines. Like profited. So when he's in position of power in government and he's telling everybody, no, we need to lock everybody down, make sure that they get these vaccines. Of course he wants everybody to get the vaccines, man. Yeah, go to Moderna. Moderna's the best. Of course he's fucking doing that because he's getting, what, a couple of pence maybe from each one, but it adds up to be a couple of million at the end of the fucking day. Crocs. They're all criminals, man. And they want to point to us for growing a fucking plant, the cheeky bastards. Oh, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about in my story. Doctors getting paid off to, to keep cannabis illegal. You know, all that shit. It's all crooked, man. Mm-hmm. It's all crooked, man. All crooked. All over the fucking world. It's not like just the UK. Like, look at us. about crooked oh. politicians. It's fucking everywhere, man. It is. God. 
God, yeah, he's so smarmy. It's not, you know, if anybody watches the Inbetweeners or have watched the Inbetweeners, remember Will from the Inbetweeners? Yeah. If you if you listen to the audio of him talking, it's the same guy, man. They don't look the same, but they sound exactly the fucking same. They both went to the same spoiled, rich-ass school. They have no connection with the working class of this country whatsoever. And you know what? This motherfucker, he hasn't even been elected. He just got put into place because they wanted to get rid of Boris for fucking having parties for lockdown and all this shit. They're all crooked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's absolutely ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and the, the most popular politician we've had for a long time in this country, Jeremy Corbyn, might not be the best, but the people fucking liked him. He has not been allowed to run for office in his uh, constituency this time round. And he's been running in that seat for like 30 fucking years, something crazy. But he's not allowed to do it now because Keir Starmer, the head of the Labour Party, has said, no, you can't do that. But that's a completely different <laughs> subject altogether. I could rant for fucking hours about this shit, man. It rages me. The double standards we're all forced to live by here in the UK. We're all treated completely different to these rich-ass motherfuckers at the top. I'm telling you. You know, tax that evasion, is... it's a normal thing well, for these politicians. But for us down here, we'd be put in prison for it, no doubt. You know, just handing over licenses to their friends like this. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's not just the UK, man. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, if it makes you feel better, bro, it's just come to light that there's no less than 500 different laws preventing freedom of information with parliamentary uh, privilege here in Australia. So they just found out 500. that they go, there's 500 different wow. different laws and rules to stop everything coming out. So if you if you manage oh. to to beat one. You got four ninety nine more to go before you get to the information you're chasing. What are they wild. trying to hide, huh, man? What are they trying to everything, hide? everything? No, they're not even <laughs> trying to hide it anymore. They used to try and hide it. Now they give no fucks because they own everything. Where? What's the point in hiding it? We're not going to do anything. What you think we are, France? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are we, France? <laughs> you know what I mean? The French, they're not taking this shit anymore. They've had enough, man, and they're making it known. But here in the UK, we just don't do things like that. You know, we, we we keep calm and carry on is what the saying we've been programmed with. So, you know, we just have to keep calm and carry on and just let them keep taking the piss out of us. That's just the way it is. Anyway. Oh, well. So forum news, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes your Mackie yeah, right uh, <laughs> the, uh, the rock, paper, scissors has begun. And now uh, people are starting making their way to win towards winning the HLG 600 B spec LED grow light, which is an epic light, $700 prize here for the winner. So get your A game on, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Really get your entries in because you mm -hmm. know what? Tomorrow is the first round. And if your entry is not in, you're out. That's right. Then we have Dr. Greethumb. Uh, he won the Weed Seed Express competition this month as well. So he's got some nice beans coming his way. So well done to Dr. Greenthumb. Also, we want to mention, because it's the first episode of the month, uh, Hashimoto won member of the month this month as well. So we want to just say thank you to him for all of the work he's been putting in over the last month. Yeah. Congratulations. Well nice. done, brother. Yes, man. And then, Bubble, you have some news for us. I do, I do. So I am starting a little side project, people. What? Um, How was I not told about this? <laughs> <laughs> you were informed. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so 
it's basically just going to be a, a little channel over on YouTube. Um, I'm going to call it the Two Bowls Deep channel. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's basically just a, a thing with uh, a couple of Australian breeders I'm going to be having a chat with and uh, some other names in the cannabis industry and uh, doing a couple video diaries as well. So just sort of showing um, so showing some stuff that a lot of people don't get to see because it's so uh, so taboo here in Australia. So I wanted to sort of share the sort of things that we're getting into in the underground here with everybody. So mm-hmm. Have you got a link to your channel? You got the channel set up now? Uh, I do have the channel set up. I yeah, drop the link in the chat, man. Yeah, put it in the chat so we can give you a follow. That's right. So we can yeah. go subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Do you even YouTube, Marge? Give you a follow? Uh, <laughs> barely. I know. Barely. I know. I'm using the wrong terminology. Uh, it's on the way out anyway. You want to go for Rumble, uh, and we're doing pretty well. We got like a we got like a hundred subscribers, or well, they're called followers on Rumble. <laughs> oh, so so you you'd fit right in, straight. you know. <laughs> That's true. You can't keep it straight. Followers, subscribers, it's all the same shit in the end. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so. man, it's it's going pretty well over there on the Rumble. We don't use it very much, but videos get updated every time we <laughs> upload one onto YouTube. It gets put up on Rumble as well, so it's it's very cool. And I can see it, us really one day just completely moving over to Rumble and just be like, we're not streaming on YouTube anymore. If you want to watch us live, come and watch us on Rumble because I just feel like YouTube has shunned us far too much, man. They do not deserve our time. They do not deserve our respect. You know, stick to your Mr. Beast videos. And, you know, big respect to Mr. Beast. He's very good at what he does. But they just you just don't feel welcome here as a cannabis content creator. They don't deserve us. You don't deserve us. They don't. Fuck I'm it. just laughing because Chad Westport's in the chat. Hey, Chad. Yo, what's up, bro? Usually say special guest guy. Yeah, that's right. Special guest guy has dropped into the chat. And he says, if you don't subscribe to Bubble, or Bu- Bubble Hawk, you're going to get spider mites. And then he also says, if you don't like this video, fungus gnats will carry your cat away. So you heard of the <laughs> You better go subscribe and you better smash that like button. Started to sound like Mr. Ballin. Remember that one? <laughs> I heard one the other day, Mr. Ballin, he goes on his random, you know, hit that like button thing. And he's like, take the like button out ballroom dancing and stamp on its toes every time you dance. And it's like, where the fuck does this guy come up with this shit? God mm. damn. So creative. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hit that like button, everybody. Yeah, that's all we'll say. I've got nothing fancy for you today. That's all we got. <laughs> Just hit that like button. Or, you know, take that like button on a on a dirty weekend trip to Amsterdam and push it into a canal uh, and then jump into the canal and try and save it. I, I don't know. Where do we go with this? Is it Mr. Ballers, keep doing it, man. You're good at what you do, bro. I am going to reply to Sal Silly, though, and say, no, I did not say butthole, but I think I almost did. But well, you, see, you just said, said it there. There we go. No, butthole, butthole, butthole. But I'm just going to get that rumble <laughs> link here. And people asking for the rumble link. It's rumble.com slash high on homegrown, I think. It is indeed. And Bubble Hawks link. Yeah, so head over to either. I just one. dropped a link to. I've got. I've got like yes. a, a little intro video, so I just dropped the link to oh, that. I like to that. I like sweet, it. Sweet, sweet. I don't see it. Oh, there it is. Right. He's gonna open that in another window. Uh, excuse if music plays, everybody. May not be as professional as yours, Mackie. All right. I'm oh trying. yeah, yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> new to this. A lot of work right. gets put into this. So hit that like button on bubbles. Hit the subscribe button. There you go. There you go, mate. Come on, bubble. 
Bubble, don't feed his there. ego, man. Don't don't feed his it, ego anymore. It doesn't sound. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> g'day, g'day doesn't sound as good as yes, yes, does it? So. No, no. <laughs> Not I yet. Know, Maybe I should start before. saying that instead. Maybe I'll say that next week. Good day, good day. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, good day. Supper <laughs> yeah. the morning to you. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Oh, I, I love that. Right. That just that... rages them so much, doesn't it? Look at that. Yeah. We don't <laughs> <eat> shrimp, <laughs> we I mean, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so upset if it was if it sounded even remotely Australian, but it just doesn't. That's the point. <laughs> really? No one says that there? It's a prawn. Charlotte. It ain't a shrimp. Oh, <laughs> I see. So it should be throw a, a prawn on the Barbie. Yeah, it's just that mm-hmm. it's when mm-hmm. they did the ad, like, you know, we call them prawns, but a lot of the, a lot in the States will call them shrimp. And I think it was more aimed at um, the American audience. So, Definitely. It was a tourism video, man. Trying to get us to Mm. go over there. So, yeah. You know, we know all that really authentic Australian stuff. Throw a shrimp on the Barbie, right? (laughs) Stupid, stupid Americans. So I think that is all of the cannabis news now, right? I think that's everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's a resounding yes. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News and Events. As usual, if you see any news stories throughout the week that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then feel free to send us a message on any one of the social networks, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for High on Homegrown. You'll be able to find us and you can send us a message there. You can also find us on percysgrowroom.com and you can sign up, become a member and speak to us directly through private messages or through a thread, whichever you prefer. You can also email us or email me at mackie at highonhomegrown.com and we'll get the articles there as well. So feel free to get in touch in any way which you prefer. But as usual, thank you very much for being here and downloading the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you can, it would be great if you could share the show with a friend or somebody who you think might appreciate it. But of course, no pressure. Just uh, share if you can. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you haven't done that already, just head over to youtube.com slash high and homegrown and if you are on rumble you can also find us on rumble on rumble.com slash high and homegrown as well it'd be good to see you there thank you again for downloading and listening to the show and we'll catch you on the next one have a good week stay high and stay safe goodbye